Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metalsmithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to the dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Hi, all. Today, we're meeting Joy and Brent Fletcher, who moved to McMinnville, Oregon, from Berkeley, California. According to visitmcminnville.com, the city is a warm-hearted one with about 33,000 residents located in the heart of what is now known as Oregon wine country, and it's only a 55-minute drive to Portland. McMinnville is the seat of Yamhill County and officially became a city in 1882. Today, the city is a hub for those who appreciate the laid-back style of a small town with great taste, with over 220 wineries to sip at and an overwhelming amount of farm-to-table and artisan dining experiences to be had. You'll find yourself having little time to discover the rest of McBinville's attractions and charm. Linfield University provides higher education, including new degrees in wine studies. Wow, I'd love to do that. Girl. Yeah. The town's attractions include Wings and Waves Water Park, the 100-acre Joe Dancer Park, and Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum, the home of Howard Hughes' famous Spruce Goose Flying Boat. I'd love to see that. Yeah. All right. We'll have to make a visit. So here's a little background about our guests. Joy was born and raised in Oregon, Ohio. When her parents moved to North Carolina to retire, she moved there as well. Joy has a bachelor's in food and nutrition. She's a certified personal trainer, credentialed as a corrective exercise specialist in the biomechanics method. It's the highest rated corrective exercise program in the industry, and she's a senior fitness consultant. Moreover, she is co-owner of Agile for Life Fitness, where she teaches live online fitness classes and personal training to seniors. Her career as a fitness expert has spanned more than three decades. She's worked in hospital-based cardiac rehabs and weight management and designed fitness programming that has helped hundreds of men and women improve their overall health and fitness. Joy lived in North Carolina for 25 years, which is where she met Brent. In 2009, Joy moved to Berkeley, California to join him as he had moved one year earlier for a new position. Brent was born and raised in Mississippi and studied radio, TV, and film production at the University of Southern Mississippi. Oh, I forget. He's a radio guy. 
We have to be extra (laughs) vigilant here. He started as an audio engineer working in radio and television and transitioned into data systems installation and maintenance in Berkeley. In 2018, the couple moved to McMinnville in anticipation of retiring. However, both are still working, I think. So we will ask when they anticipate actually retiring, or maybe they're semi-retired. We'll see. Since moving to Oregon, Joy spends her free time exploring her new surroundings, doing some hiking, remodeling, gardening, writing, playing amateur photographer, and trying new recipes. She loves dabbling in computer design and plans on going back to pencil drawing when she starts slowing down. Joy has written a number of articles for Travel Awaits, including a recent one on common pickleball injuries. Oh, I'm really interested in hearing about that. Yes, guys, there are injuries in pickleball. How can that be? (laughs) (laughs) Brent enjoys winemaking, cooking, and reading. Hi, Joy and Brent, and welcome to Retire There. My sister Daphne lives in Berkeley and loves living there. What made you leave Berkeley for McMinnville, Oregon? We had decided to start preparing for retirement, like you said, and we really enjoyed living in the Bay Area. We especially enjoyed living in Berkeley because the area in Berkeley where we lived was more like a small village, very European overtones. You could walk a few blocks, you could get artisan bread. You had a great little wine shop right there. You had a custom butcher. All of these things were within walking distance. So it was really like a small village. The downside, of course, of the Bay Area is there are so many people and there's so much traffic. And it's very expensive because I like to dabble in the wine business and we enjoy going around and doing wine tastings and that kind of thing. We knew we wanted to be in an area that had a lot of wine influence. You know, when we lived in Berkeley, we spent a lot of time in Sonoma County and visiting Russian River and those types of places. We had been on a trip a few years ago up and down the coast. And we ended up coming through McMinnville and did some wine tasting here with some friends. And it just seemed like a really nice little town. You know, once we kind of became exposed to the wine industry up here, it felt like a really viable alternative to California wine country, much less expensive. Did you own a place in Berkeley or did you rent? We were renting while we were there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so expensive. Yeah. You had mentioned this little special area. I mean, the only thing I know about is College Avenue mainly because that's where we usually go. Where was this little area? Uh, We lived over on kind of in, around Gilman Street. Oh, I don't know. Have you ever been to Akote Restaurant? Have not. On College Avenue. Oh, my sister's <laughs> restaurant. That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. We were on the west side around Gilman and San Pablo, which I, I like to say it's it's the other end of town from the college. So it's where the grownups tend to live. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, there was, you know, Kermit Lynch uh, is a famous wine importer and retailer. Their wine shop is right there. Acme Bread is oh, famous, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, Bay Area mm-hmm. sourdough. Yeah producer is right there. Like I said, we could walk three or four blocks and get anything we wanted. Fresh produce, cheese, Mm -hmm. olive oil, balsamic vinegars. Say no more. And, and, you know, in McMinnville has a lot of that type of stuff. It has a lot of the same types of things. They're just maybe not quite as readily accessible. You have to look a little bit harder in the Willamette Valley, of course, there are local olive oil producers, there are local cheese makers, you know, so you can go around and visit the actual place where the cheese is made and get it fresh. And of course, wine, there's tons and tons and tons of wine <laughs> yeah, yeah. around here. It sounds great. Does it, does it have a small town feel or is it more like a little city? No, definitely a small town feel, I think. It, well, it's a mixture. I mean, yeah. the downtown area of McMinnville is very quaint, a little touristy. I mean, they, they do yeah. that on purpose. Yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, there's a lot of kind of tourist based retail shops and things to do and visit restaurants, winery, tasting rooms, that kind of thing in the downtown area. If you go up to kind of to the northern end of town, that's a little more kind of standard suburban retail, you know, mm-hmm. like Walmart and some of the big box stores and, and things are up that way. So you can have it either way. If you yeah. like, 
that kind of thing, you can go to that end of town. If you like it more small, quaint shops and strolling down the street, you can come downtown. Are you walking distance to downtown? I'd put it on the edge. We're yeah. like, it's about a mile. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But, you know, there are sidewalks and crosswalks yeah. and things. And so you you can do it. It's not It's not hard to walk to downtown. A lot of it depends on the weather. <laughs> yes, of course. If it's raining or if it's 100 <laughs> degrees, you may not want to Right. So it seemed to be kind of the right place. Oh, look, he's drinking wine. (laughs) (laughs) Do you miss Berkeley? I mean, I know it's crowded and all that. Where you are seems a lot quieter. Or do you really feel like, hey, it's a great thing we made this move? Personally, I love that we made the move. Personally, I love that we moved because it's more rural. Because in Oregon, Ohio, my first job was picking green beans at the farmer's. Wow. And, and so around here, we like drive up to the corner and we've got farmland like all over. Oh, so wow. I love that. You know, I yeah. love that we've got, you know, the orchards and the vineyards and, the, you know, they grow a lot of grass up here, a lot of hay, a lot of alfalfa, that kind of stuff. But I love that feel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for me, I love the move. I like it calmer. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I like mm-hmm. the calm. And rush hour here is like, oh, it's going to take us two more minutes to drive across town than it normally does. You know, that's wonderful. Oh, my gosh. You know, you got to plan your whole day at a certain time or you're Mm -hmm. two hours late. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. Remember going over the Bay Bridge? It could be you could be there for an hour. Yeah, we we feel the same, which is why we want to get out. We're in Brooklyn. It's not as bad as Manhattan. But like you say, anywhere you go. It takes 45 minutes. I use Waze, you know, the app. It'll say you have to leave at this time to make it by this time. And of course, if you go into Manhattan, there's like no parking. So I give myself extra time because I refuse to go into a parking lot. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. But some of these lots are ridiculous. You know, it's like same thing in California. They're yeah, like you're right. $50, $60, $70. Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. the point? Yeah. And here, like if you go up to the stores and like I said, you can get there very easily. Plenty of parking, you know, because everything is more spread out. So there's Mm -hmm. plenty of parking. So it's just an easier lifestyle. So which is the part that I was really looking for. Right. And also, I assume you don't have a homeless population like there's in Berkeley, which is very sad. But it's also just just. Oh, you do? Not so much in McMinnville, but in Portland. Well, yes. Oh, absolutely. McMinnville has a pretty sizable homeless population. Part of it is similar to the reasons you have it in Berkeley and the, and the Bay Area is because of the weather. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the weather is fairly temperate. It's fairly mild, you know, and if you have a tent, even in the wintertime, most of the wintertime, it's going to be raining, but it's not going to be bitterly cold. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you tend to have a pretty good homeless population and our city council is... I wouldn't say struggling. They are making an effort to deal with it in a humane way. You have a certain amount of people who, just like anywhere else, are very intolerant. But I think as a community, mostly everybody's pretty humanitarian about the situation and they just want to help. Well, that's great. How did you pick where to live? Are you renting? Are you do you own? What did you do? Oh no, we bought we bought a house. When we lived in Berkeley, we were renting about 900 square feet. It was a little small, but there was only the two of us and yeah. the cat. We were fine. We had a nice patio and a backyard, and we were pretty lucky. In Berkeley, we had a an above average little kind of a house with, a, like I said, a nice yard. And that's a lot nicer than what a lot of people have in that area. And we really enjoyed it. The weather was nice. So you could stay outside a lot. But of course, when we moved up here, the way we ended up actually moving here was that we had started to look at houses and properties. And we were looking for, I don't know, six months or so. And we finally found this house and we decided, well, you know, that's a nice house. It needs some work. You know, it needs to be renovated. It's a little bit older, but we've got time, you know, we'll spend weekends and holidays and stuff and vacations and we'll do some work and we'll keep doing our regular jobs and stuff. So we decided to buy the house. And once we bought the house, I was at the office one day and my my boss called me in, into his office and said, I need to talk to you. So he closed the door, he <laughs> sat down and I'm thinking, well, what's going on now? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it seems ominous. <laughs> so he, he sits down, he looks at me, he goes, 
I heard you bought a house in uh, Oregon. <gasps> There's something I need to know about. Oh my God. And so I told him, I said, no, I said, you know, we were thinking about getting ready to retire. And so we decided to buy a house up there. And he's like, yeah, okay, that sounds like a really nice area and all of that. And then he kind of gets this thoughtful look on his face and he says, you know, we have a lot of clients up in the Portland and Seattle area. Um, nice. You think you'd be interested in just moving up there and handling those accounts for oh, us? Wow. Man. What a great company uh, and manager. I, I didn't run out of the office to start packing right that second. I did finish the conversation, but yes, immediately like that day we started looking for movers and wow. And, wow. It's so nice. That's a funny story. I mean, talk about appreciation, right? <laughs> yeah. And then like six months later, COVID, you know, happened and okay. so we were we were much happier being locked down. <laughs> Yeah. Here than, than in the Bay Area for right. sure. Right, timing. Because we now was... have more than nine hundred and fifty square feet to live in. <laughs> yeah, although we don't have much more than that. We have like what do we have? Four, well, we have fourteen forty, but that doesn't include the basement where we basement, are now. But, yeah, but this room is sizable. That's true. I mean, yeah, look, actually, mm -hmm. the two of us live here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, how big is your place now? It's a little over eighteen hundred square feet. Ooh, oh, double. Nice. As a two-car garage, mm -hmm. wow! The yard is the the yard's actually not much bigger than what we had in Berkeley, but that makes it manageable. It takes about uh, fifteen minutes to mow the grass. Oh, you're mowing grass now? <laughs> well, we were mowing grass in Berkeley, and <laughs> Where it, are you? but it took about ten minutes to do it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe that's, that. Okay, that's, that's a big change from where I grew up. And when I grew up in Mississippi, of course, we had about a three or four acre yard. Yeah, all you yeah. had was grass. <laughs> do you know the average of what a house would cost there? I don't know an exact figure, but I know right now houses like ours, like I said, eighteen hundred, three bedroom, two bath, probably around. 450 to 500. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's not nice. bad. Yeah. 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 It's a big size house. That's, that's significantly more than it was when we moved up here, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with sure. COVID and the interest rates and all of that, of course, things are a little more expensive than they were then, but yeah. but still pretty manageable, I think, compared to a lot yeah. of areas. Yeah. So now you're working in Portland. Do you drive back and forth? I was going to ask you. I thought maybe I, you're, I do you're doing most, the same work. I do mostly remote work. A lot of times, okay. uh, our company, we have customers all over the country and all over the world now. But when we were locked down with COVID, of course, I wasn't going on site to any customers. I was doing everything remote and I was still basically handling all the same people that I had in the Bay Area, a lot of oh. them, as well as uh, people up here. And Joy, I understand that you had a concern when you were thinking of leaving about your clients. Uh, we had you know, read your background a bit before. Can you share that with us? Yeah. When, um, I mean, that was the hardest part when we moved up here because I had built up a pretty large clientele. I was working at the Berkeley YMCA. Wow. So I was taking classes and I had quite a few, you know, clients that I had worked with. So that was the hardest part for me was leaving them because, it's, you know, we had been there about eight years by that time. So, you know, I had built up this huge, they were like, family. So I was like, oh man, I'm going to really miss them. So that part was a, was a little bit hard for me, but it was like, yeah, but you guys can come and visit, right? So <laughs> we have room. You, we yeah. have an extra room so you can right. come and visit anytime. Do some of those people take your classes virtually now or not? Oh my gosh. So yes. So when COVID hit, it literally closed all the gyms. So I was sitting around and I'm like, what are all these people going to do? Because it had only been three months since we had moved. So I was like, I know you can teach classes online. I've never done it, but I know you can do it. So I sent everybody I could think of an email and I said, tell your friends if anybody's interested. I said, how about if I start teaching circuit class? Because that was the class that I taught all the time. I said, how, let's try circuit class over the internet. I don't know if it'll work. It will just use it as a big experiment. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, you know, well, we'll know, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I had 50 people jump in and say, yeah, we're game. Wow. Wow. <laughs> now, is circuit class like a bunch of exercises or you're talking about a bike or? Yeah. So it's normally in Berkeley when I did it in person, we had stations, right? So you would be at a station, you would do a certain exercise for so such a long time, you know, whatever I pick, and then you would go to the next station, and then the next station and the next. Station. Ah, okay, okay. Like yeah, that. so the object of circuit is to actually build strength along with some cardio. So it's mm -hmm. a good mixture. Right. So it's not just all or one, it's 
it's usually a good mixture. So that's what we figured out how to do it so that we could do it online. And, you know, now the rest is history. So (laughs) So, so congratulations. That's wonderful. Now you're you're only teaching virtually or do you teach live also? So I've got a few live personal training clients here in Uh, McGinnville, but yeah, almost everything I do now is virtual. Wow. So are you teaching every day? Yeah, Monday through Friday, I do teach every day. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) It must be so nice, right, to have you in your own studio and and instead of having to trek over to the Y and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. (laughs) And in fact, that's that's the one thing I hear most from my clients because they were all the same thing, you know, and Berkeley's kind of like Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere to park. Right. right? Yeah. And if you do park, then you have to like spend half of a fortune parking. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying the same thing. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so much easier because oh. I don't have to drive to the Y. I don't have to try to find a parking spot and I can just doodle around the house. Get yeah. My clothes on. Oh, it's time. I want to go back to costs. Are the costs for things like utilities, amenities, similar to the Bay Area? And even if so, we have people listening from all over the world, actually. Can you share some of those numbers with us? I would say as far as utilities, McMinnville has its own utility company. Minville Water and Light, I think they, they used to generate their own hydroelectric power off of the Yamhill River back in the day. But I think over time, they they are part of a not-for-profit cooperative now that gets power from some other hydroelectric uh, facilities out on the Willamette River and the Columbia River. But yeah, it's locally owned and operated. I would say our power bill... Our cost for power here in a larger house with a little bit more extreme weather, about 20% less than what we paid in Berkeley. Okay. So it's much more affordable power wise. Mm -hmm. And I think the power has been pretty dependable. We haven't had any. No, we haven't had any significant outages since we moved up here in spite of ice storms and snowstorms and Mm -hmm. the occasional flash flood. And, you know, but yeah, the power's always on. Berkeley, we were paying 150 to 175 probably. Here it's about 120 to 150 maybe. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. And and what about internet and Wi Fi? We have uh, fiber Mm -hmm. straight to the house. So they have good internet. We're doing a half a gig currently, but we may up it to a gig with all the Zoom calls. Yeah, and it's it's pretty affordable. It's about sixty five a month. Okay, so it's not terrible. About what we paid in Berkeley, actually, the same. Oh, okay. But and these are about the same or a little less usually. Yeah, I mean, if you go to the farmers, because that's the one nice. That's the thing I love most about this place is you can drive not that far and go up to the farmers and they have their own like farm stands and get local produce. That's great. Yeah. So fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And of course it's usually cheaper than what you would get in the grocery store. So if you don't want to do all grocery store shopping, you can hit the farmers. Of course, you know, they don't carry everything. It's seasonal. Yeah. See, Mm -hmm. it's very seasonal, but Yeah, I really like that. We spend Saturdays, a lot of Saturdays, get up, have breakfast, go hit three or four different farm stands or what have you for different, you know, each one has kind of a specialty. So we'll go and get lettuce and cabbage from these guys. We'll get apples from these other guys. We'll get maybe potatoes or broccoli or whatever. You know, we just have like a little route, three or four different places and and then come home and make a nice dinner. Oh, that sounds so nice and calm. I can't wait to leave the stress. I mean, listening to the two of you, because it is stressful. It is. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, Gene is still working. I retired December 2021. Like what Joy had mentioned, I started to paint again and, you know, just do those things. But I still feel like when I run errands, there's tension in the air. Yeah. And we don't live in Manhattan because that tension would kill us. No, because, you know, having worked in Manhattan for a good portion of my career, the minute, the minute you get onto a subway, your heart just starts to race. And or or once you get into Manhattan, for me. I know you working where you've worked, it's not yeah, as it's not bad. That bad yeah. yeah, but Midtown is just, it's insane. People are walking a mile a minute. I'm so happy I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's how it was for me when we lived in Berkeley. I never drove to San Francisco because oh. I knew 
that it would just be so stressful for me that I wouldn't be able to stand it. You know, yeah. and I lived in Cleveland for a while. So I've mm. been in traffic, right? Mm-hmm. But I just could not handle it. So yeah, I would drive around Berkeley, but yeah. I would never ever drive to San Francisco. I would make Brent do it. Wow. <laughs> That's I'm good. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not driving there. <laughs> when you have a chauffeur, why should you do it? <laughs> when we lived in the Bay Area, we became big proponents of, of public transit too, yes, because yes. it's better to use that if possible than to have to deal with parking and traffic. Yeah. And yeah. No, absolutely. The area we lived in, in Berkeley was we had a nice bus stop at the end of the street. We had we were only a few blocks away from the BART station. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So generally, if I if I had to go into the city for work, I could take the bus or take the BART and usually not have to drive. Well, the, the BART to- system is more civilized than the MTA of <laughs> yeah. NYC. No, sir, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite different. Okay, but it's not like Tokyo. Okay, we'll leave it at that. What about real estate taxes and other taxes? How are they in McBinville? I think they're probably pretty reasonable, pretty low. I think our property tax is about thirty-two hundred a year. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot less than what I expected. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. And we have no sales tax. Yeah, there's no sales tax in Oregon. Oh, oh that's really great. Nice. <laughs> Which is really nice. Yeah. So you know, yeah how much nice. things are going to cost. Yes, you go, there's yeah. no surprise. It's like, oh, it's $4.99. It's, here's $4.99. <laughs> right, right. So, so let's move to healthcare. In terms of hospitals and finding a primary care physician, what's been your experience? Well, we had a really big experience this year. <laughs> we've, had, oh. we've had an interesting year. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, well, first of all, the basics of this area, we're only about 30 to 45 minutes away from Salem. So if you need something a little more high powered, you can go to Salem. Okay. It's about the an capital. hour. It's about Salem's the capital. Yeah. Of- We're about okay. an hour from Portland. So there's mm-hmm. you know, several different medical centers sure. in Portland. But here in McMinnville, there's the Willamette Valley Medical Center, which yeah. is a very, it's a small hospital, but I think uh, very well run. Everybody's very nice, very clean, very competent. And of course, they act as kind of a feeder hospital into the Portland systems. We have a couple of different clinics. The Virginia Garcia Medical Clinic is a not-for-profit clinic system in Oregon in this in the northwest part of Oregon and I'm a member of that but uh, earlier this year I had been short of breath out of shape because of covid and one thing mm-hmm. and another and yep. I had gone to my primary care physician at the clinic and she had referred me to the cardiac group that operates over at the medical center you know they wanted to do some stress tests they wanted to do this and that and they finally did an angiogram and it turns out I had uh, multiple blockages in my Ooh, cardiac oh artery I ended up having a triple bypass this <gasps> summer. That's what you, Yeah, that is major. <laughs> but yeah, everybody, I mean, everything went very efficiently. Everything was a success. I feel great. Right. I'm very happy with the medical community. Up oh, here. yeah. Congratulations. I That's mean, quite everybody, everybody locally in McMinnville was on the ball. They figured out what the problem was. They figured out what it was going to take to fix it. We had to go to Portland, of course, for the actual surgery. But other right. than that, we've done ev- been able to do everything else here in town. You know, my cardiologist has an office here. He's there right. every day. Right. Uh, they have a cardiac rehab facility at the hospital. So nice. you can go up there every day and work out. They're up to date and modern as far as all of their computer systems and things. Sure. If, I, if I go over to the med center and have a test done, my primary care physician is able to see the test results without having to jump through any hoops. Right. Great. Everybody mm-hmm. can see what everybody else is doing. You know, yeah. So everybody's on the same same page. That's so important. And since I had worked in cardiac rehab before, Mm. you know, Mm. and worked at a hospital based facility, you know, I was like laser focused on everything that everybody was doing. And I was very impressed with Mm. care. And like when he came out of surgery, everything was just, they, they had it down pat. I mean, they covered all the bases. They knew what they were looking for. They did some things that I thought were above and beyond even. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then McMinnville itself actually has a fairly large retirement community. Several different retirement village type places. 
nice villages. assisted living as well as just right. retirement. Like the 55 plus kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. One lady I had worked with was in a assisted living facility, but she was like two miles from my house. Oh, that's and it was a nice place. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a large area for people who wanted to do walking and, and each person had their own home. And of course it was all single levels, but very nice, open enough to be comfortable, but not, not so open that it was like, you wouldn't have any privacy if you had someone sure. over. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So it was really nice. So the few places that I've seen, I was pretty impressed. And then when I thought I was going to work at another place, I went out of town and interviewed because some uh, assisted living place needed exercise instructor. So I had oh, gone and interviewed there. Mm-hmm. And so they, they were divided before, up before COVID. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. COVID. Okay. And they had it divided up where they had the more active people. And then as you progressed the aging process, mm-hmm. you know, you could go into more assisted living mm-hmm. and the same thing. This one was a lot of area, had a pool, had a little weight room for people to come into and very nice places, you know, yeah. for retired yeah. people to come if oh, that's, that's so you know, if that's what they're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys in a ranch one floor? I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We oh, are. that's nice. That's oh, what nice. we want to. All right. Let's move on to say you wanted to go away somewhere. How, how far is the nearest airport? Is it Portland? Is that the airport? PDX. Okay. It's about an hour and 15 minutes to get to the airport. And that's that's a major airport we know, so yeah, not, no, not a problem flying to places, I assume. Okay. Yeah, PDX, you can go anywhere. And actually, that's a really nice airport. The uh, hallways and stuff are really wide, so you don't feel like you're on top of you. Yeah, it, it's really nice. I remember, well, first of all, the Portland Botanical Garden is just, or Botanic Garden is just stunning. When I was at the airport, there was this grand piano by Stumptown Coffee, and it was yeah. just so interesting. And this guy, I forget the name, but he's someone that they bring in. Oh, listen to this piano while you're having a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, It's very different compared to other airports. Not like JFK or LaGuardia. Well, <laughs> JFK and LaGuardia is pretty much... Finally, finally. Yeah, it's better um, than it was. Yeah, yeah getting there. So there are a lot of wineries around. You must have great restaurants. Is that the case? We do. There's any number of restaurants in downtown McMinnville along 3rd Street. There are like 12, I think, last time I looked, 12, 14 restaurants. Nice. One of the restaurants that opened recently, you might have seen if you read any of the other travel publications. They've had several big write-ups because they brought in some Michelin level chefs. They've opened a restaurant here in McMinnville called Okta. Oh, O-K-T-A. they've had some good write ups, but they're definitely gunning for a Michelin star. Admittedly, there are not huge amount of people in McMinnville proper who would care about that kind of thing necessarily. But yeah, yeah. the people who come to visit and do wine tourism are oh. just great. Is there a variety of food? There's a couple of Thai places. Mm-hmm. There's Japanese. several Chinese mm-hmm. or you know American Chinese type mm-hmm. restaurants. There's plenty of pizza, burgers, things like that. Great Mexican. Mexican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> um, How are the bagels? Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> you know, if you're not on the East Coast, you can't talk bagels. <laughs> someone told us. Someone told us of a great bagel place. <laughs> well, I told you, we, you know, when we lived in Berkeley, we were right there at Acme Bread and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Admittedly, once you've lived in the Bay Area and gotten used to that level of artisan bread. Oh, forget it. It's hard to find yeah. anything. Yeah, compares. yeah. So, I mean, there, there's good bread here, but yeah. uh, we tend to make our own. Oh, listen to you. And how's that coming along? Are you making artisan? We do do baguettes and focaccia. (gasps) Very impressed. Homemade pizzas. Homemade pizza. Oh, so all right. So Joy, what do you think of the pizza? Oh, that's a specialty. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) One good thing about living here, though, is, I mean, you can get every kind of flour that you want. Oh, right? oh uh, sure. uh, Red Mill is here in Oregon. Oh, Red Mill. Yes. Oh, my goodness. yes. oh man. Yeah. So, you know, so it is inducive to, oh, we can stay home and cook because yeah. we can get just about everything. Anything. <laughs> right. Right. You can make anything out of any exactly kind. Right. There's a variety, such a variety. That's yep. very and nice. We had a little garden this uh-huh. summer and yeah. grew a bunch of San Marzano tomatoes and made sauce and the whole uh-huh. deal. Wow. They don't mess around. They don't mess around. (laughs) Let's talk about outdoor life. 
aside from, you know, being in that whole wonderful, nice air, nice clean <laughs> air, um, what do you guys do for entertainment and so forth? Well, we like to go wine tasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of walking in that, right? Those big wineries. Yeah, yeah. There, there can be. Well, sadly, like we were saying, when we first moved up here, it was right before COVID. And of course, with COVID, we really didn't go anywhere for right. a long time. Sure. And we really just recently started to get out and do more stuff. Uh, McMinnville has several really nice parks with hiking trails and mm -hmm. stuff. And nice. they have an aquatic center downtown where you can sign up for a membership if you want to go and swim or they have their own exercise and fitness room you can use, all that kind of stuff. There's any amount of hiking with within 30, 45 minutes drive. Mm -hmm. McMinnville is in the valley floor, but it's right at the edge of the coastal range. So if you if you imagine you come in from the ocean from the west and once you get past the beach, you have to go over the coastal range, oh. which is a kind of a small mountain range. And then you get down to the Willamette Valley and McMinnville is at that transition point where you go from the foothills down into the valley floor. And so you can drive, you can, there's several places to go hiking up in the coastal range. Or of course, if you get more adventurous, you can go over to Mount Hood and go hiking. That's a day trip or the Columbia Gorge any of that stuff that's all a day you know within a day's drive yeah yeah and it's beautiful go and do and come back and of course we're close enough to the coast you can go to the beach for the yeah, day if for you the want day. Mm. yeah how long a drive is that we're about an hour from the beach and then like i said if you wanted to go over to mount hood or that area and do some hiking that's about an hour and a half if you Very want to drive centrally located hours, you go down to bend right. out in sisters uh, mountain range and stay overnight and do some camping and that kind of thing. Wow. Oh, there you go, Gene. Yeah, these are all things we plan to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going camping? Go. <laughs> no, no, I can't go camping. I, I'm, I'm way too afraid of bugs. You bring up a good point because that's one thing I want to talk about. I grew up in Mississippi and there is a huge mosquito population. There's oh, mosquitoes wow. and there's horse flies. And you yes. know, where I grew up, there was bugs. You didn't spend a lot of time outside because of the bugs in yeah. the summertime and right. the heat. But when we moved to the West Coast, of course, in Berkeley, you don't have to really worry about insects too much. Right. But it's very nice up here. You have some bugs to contend with, but you don't have many biting flies or anything like that. Gnats, yeah. very rarely. Mm -hmm. The occasional house fly. Okay. Uh, obviously, around harvest time, <laughs> if you're at the winery, you're going to get a lot of fruit flies. Oh, they last stand fruit flies. <laughs> yeah, they, they go for about a month and then they die off and that's it till next year. But you don't have to deal with mosquitoes. You don't have to worry oh. about horse flies and biting flies and oh, stuff. Horse so flies. It's very pleasant. You can yeah, I had I had an unpleasant uh, fruit fly experience oh this past <laughs> this past year. No, no, I, I thought she was going to blow up the house. You know, once you once you learn about flies. these things compared to Mississippi, I guess you have a whole different level. I'm still not going camping. <laughs> I know people are going to say, oh, you're such an idiot. But <laughs> in the last year or, or two, it seems that Oregon's getting hotter. Is, is that the case? Well, I keep talking to the people that have lived here longer than us. So they do say that some of the summers seem to be getting warmer. The winters are getting a little bit cooler. And they're actually saying it doesn't quite rain as much oh. as what it used to. Wow. Wow. You know, because normally what it does here is it starts raining eh, end of October-ish, mm -hmm. you know, and then it'll rain all the way like through March. But they're saying now that it still is not as much rain as what it used to be. Because they were like, wow. oh, yeah, it used to rain all the way through April. Okay. You know, and now it seems like it stops in March. So I have to tell you, when I was about, I guess I was about 21, somebody from my family filmed me and they asked me where I would be in five years. And I said Pacific Northwest. And I have to tell you, your town, McMinnville, sounds incredible. I want to go, Gil. We will go and visit. You can come it's... and stay with us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so are you guys, you've been there a few years. Are you, do you, are you loving it? Well, they've been inside oh. most of the time. Yeah, let's yeah, have them go. I do. 
I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. In fact, I was just coming home to, from, um, they put in a new home goods store. Right? Oh. Way. So with a name like Joy, how can you not like Christmas, right? So, uh, <laughs> I, so I can't, you know, so it's like, oh, I'm out today. So I got my other boosters. So I'm like, I think I'll go up to the home goods and see what's there, you know, because it's <laughs> just opened up. Nice. Oh my gosh. You know, and I was driving back and I was looking around and I'm like, see this, see this no traffic stuff. Oh. Nice. Even when I was in Home Goods, and it was Saturday, right? Yes, yes. And I and I told Brent if it's crowded, I'm, you know, I'm not going right. to go. Right? <laughs> so I drive in, and it's like, oh, there's a lot of open spots. This is really nice. So I went in the store, and I'm like, you know, this is probably crowded for McMinnville, but this oh. is so not crowded. <laughs> Real? Oh man, yeah. On a Saturday. So it was. No, so I nice. know for Saturday, yeah. Yeah, and so I was driving home, and I'm just like, I just love it here. They have a Marshalls. Here. Yeah, we got a Marshalls here. They have a Ross. The Columbia. Columbia employee store is up in Portland or in Beaverton. Yeah. Oh. And if you, you know, it's 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 one of those deals where you have to have an invitation to go there, but you can get an invitation pretty easily if you know somebody. No, if you're senior citizen on Tuesday, oh, you get right. to go for free. Joy knows. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And of course, that's Columbia Mountain Hardware. Yeah. I don't know what all. Oh, nice! Wow, Sorrel. Yeah. yeah, Sorrel is one of their brands. Wow! Yeah. I so, feel I thought you were going to ask your key question, and that is: Is there a, is Trader, there a Trader Joe's there? There is not a Trader Joe's in McMinnville, right. but okay, there are two Trader Joe's in Salem. I think there's around four or five in Portland, and it works out. It works out pretty well for us because if we feel like we need something, we'll just pick up on a Saturday morning and we'll make a trip to Salem and we'll go to Costco and we'll go to Trader Joe's and do all that stuff. The big, big box stores. Right. Right. Or a lot of times if I have to go to uh, see a client in Beaverton or Portland, I'll stop at Trader Joe's on the way out of town and, (laughs) you know, stock up on things or Costco. Yeah. That kind of thing. I want to touch upon green recycling efforts. How is it in McMinnville, would you say? We have a full recycling program that's uh, pretty full-featured. They do glass recycling, plastics, paper, organic material. They have a depot here in town where you can go and drop things off. so You don't have to just put it in the bins. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, I mean, it's... uh, And have people stop using plastic bags? I mean, you know, I know this is the Pacific Northwest and you're much better. Yeah, Oregon Oregon has a whole thing about there is an ordinance about using your own Mm-hmm. reusable bags at the grocery store and that kind right. of thing. They don't use plastic bags mostly. They use paper bags if yeah. they use them at all. They okay, charge good. you a little Five cents. charge for them like they do a lot of places. I mean, I assumed that you guys out there would on the West Coast would comply, but I was just wondering, you know, a smaller town, how that differentiates, if it does. Typically, people bring their own bags. And like I said, mm-hmm. if they don't, they use paper bags. Sure. So okay. you don't get a lot of plastic waste from yeah. that. Yeah. I even noticed at Rite Aid, when I got my booster today, they even had a bin for people. If you have unused medicine, you put it in there. There, and I had not seen that in any of the other stores, mm-hmm. even when we were in Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. We so, just yeah. discovered one near yeah. us. Yeah, one in, in a local drugstore. Yeah. Yeah, because it's yeah. bad to obviously just dump all that out. And yeah. But in yeah. the past, we didn't well, know. And I need to make a run because I have a whole bag full of <laughs> I know, various, me too. various <laughs> leftover things from the surgery and what have you. That oh, I'll bet. Kind of yeah. pile up. Yeah. Take yeah. this. Oh, you don't have to take that anymore. Well, I have a bunch <laughs> of them left. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do, we do too, like expired medicines. You don't realize yeah. like, oh, this is from 2018. Uh, Where yeah. did the four years go? <laughs> okay, cool. All right. I have a question for Joy. So your company is Agile for Life Fitness mm-hmm. and you do online classes. Can If someone wants to take a class with you, can they reach you or do you not take new clients? How does that work? Oh, no. My mission is to touch the lives of a million seniors and give them a more active lifestyle. Yeah. You know, anybody can I love it. Me. In fact, you know, if they want to see what whether it works or not, I even give them a free pass and say, hey, try it out. See if you like it. See if it's doable. So, oh, yeah, nice. definitely. And how do they contact you? Well, they can go to joy at 
agileforlifefitness.com and just send me an email. I'll be happy to get right back to them and say, yeah, come on, join us. We have a ball. And that that four is the number four, right? Yeah, the four is the number four. Yeah, we'll put all that in our show notes. Yeah. So have we left anything out that you guys want to talk about or share with our audience? I could talk for hours about the wine business up here. That's maybe another show entirely. So. I was wondering, I was like sitting here with baby breath. He wants to talk hours. Is, yeah, is, he's not I didn't quite see that coming. Okay. Is it, okay. is it just the wine business up there or are there beer manufacturers up there too? It's mainly oh, wine. Oh, yeah. There's craft so much beer. beer, right? So oh, yeah. much craft beer. Oh, there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. there's hops. They grow hops out in the field. So you can oh, yeah. drive around and you see oh, these oh. hops field. And I wow. have before. I would and love that. So cool. I've never seen one either. Yeah, it's really cool. So wow. yeah, when you can drive around and you see hazelnut orchards and walnut Ooh, orchards. Cherry yeah, trees. Cherry trees and wow. all sorts of stuff. So yeah, it's to just travel around just yeah. even just few miles you know you yeah. can see all sorts of stuff and big antiques so if you like antiques, oh wow i love antiquing big antique places around here oh and coffee lovers if you're a oh. coffee lover yeah yeah of course of course i, I yeah. was just gonna say can you walk to a coffee house by you or do you have to drive yeah. no we can we can walk there's several yeah there's several of course there's around here it's dutch brothers yeah oh ah. dutch brothers oh, i never heard of them there's what three four dutch brothers in mcminnville <laughs> oh my goodness and, oh, that sounds like tim hortons they're on every block yeah, everywhere yeah. is the local yeah place they just mm-hmm. went public last year i think so are they like a fancy little shop like um you know have no, little? they're, just, no, they're, they're just little kiosk you drive up you give them your order and they yeah. hand you some coffee <laughs> but, you know. love that you know but, no, no, but no. I'm saying no is it you can go in and sit there with your laptop for oh, hours. No. no, it's not a coffee shop. It's a kiosk. And <laughs> Literally. You drive up to it and they hand you the coffee and you drive oh. away. Wow. How is the coffee? Thing. Apparently that's a thing. Because when we when we came up in 2015, that was something we noticed. Because of course, living in Berkeley, it's coffee shops. Oh, yeah. I love the it. Home, yeah. It's the home of Pete's Coffee. We <laughs> used to go to yep. the original Pete's shop, the first one. Didn't we go? Up on yeah. Baldwin. Yes. So as we were coming up the coast, we get into Oregon and you start to see instead of like a Starbucks coffee shop, you like a Dutch Brothers. And it's just a little tiny little shed with a, a drive up window. <laughs> you know? So that's so apparently fun. that's the thing is you don't they don't have time to mess around with their coffee. They just want to get it and go. <laughs> <laughs> but there must be coffee shops so that you can sit okay. there and Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, right across the street from, the, you know. The Dutch Brothers is on one side of the road. The Starbucks, Starbucks is on the is other on the side. Other. Ah, ah. <laughs> I was going to say, of course, there's a number Starbucks. of small independent places yeah. because everybody roasts their own beans right. and the whole deal. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the crazy Such a Pacific Northwest thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you guys grind your own beans? No, no, you make your own wine or your. He you is making his own. Yeah, he is making his own wine. <laughs> And Joy, do you go to all the uh, wine tasting events with Brent? I go to quite a few of them, although mm-hmm. I don't. I drink more sweet wines, although I really like ports. So mm-hmm. we we drink different wines. So yeah. do you have like a what is it a, a wine a wine room? Yeah, wine, wine racks. Room. We got wine racks all over the house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one in the kitchen, one in the living room. One oh man! Well, you don't oh, want to walk too far to get that wine, right? No, you don't. Exactly <laughs> well, right. well, on that note, we want to thank you guys for joining our podcast. This was really fun. I hope what? that more people will hear about McMinnville. I think that the fact that there's a big home goods there is a draw. <laughs> And uh, (laughs) any words of wisdom for future retirees or are you guys going to like never retire or do you view it as, hey, you know, it's just fun and we're getting paid for it? Well, Joy, I think for you, it's a lot of that fulfillment. Yeah. You know, because I was going to work out anyway. And now exactly, you know, 50 of my favorite friends. And so it's like this is really fun and I'm getting paid for it. So Right, right, right. You can't ask for more. No, exactly right. So I agree with that. It depends on how you would define retirement these yeah, days. I exactly. mean, because 
years ago, like when my dad and my dad's generation, it was like you work for a company, you build up a pension, and then eventually you turn 65 and you take the pension and then you go play golf or something. (laughs) Yes, yes. And, you know, nobody does that anymore. Yeah. And there's no pensions. Exactly right. (laughs) But I mean, you know, it's like, well, you say you're going to retire, but does that just mean you're going to change jobs? Yeah. (laughs) You're going to stop your main career and you're going to go do something else, but you're still going to work. Right. You know, if you define retirement by, well, I signed up for Social Security and Medicare. Or, <laughs> it's like, well, if you did that, if you define it by that, well, yeah, eventually. But you know. yeah, I didn't think of all those definitions. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, there are, there are a lot of issues with the word retirement. Yeah, also, it's because been a word, yeah. with my dad, he would sit by the window after he stopped working and I'd go over and say, oh, what are you looking at? You know, because he's checking out and he says, I'm waiting for death. I was like, oh, well, let me know when it arrives. It's this whole ageism. People here retire and they think you're out left to the field, the cow fields or, you know, whatever. But a lot of people since COVID have come up with different creative ways of making money and you're able to do it in the comfort of your home or your own schedule, right? Right. I mean, it was great that first year. I mean, God, for for the people that caught it badly or, or passed, for many of us who were working the typical driving back and forth, you know, to work, it was crazy. It made everyone, I think, a Appreciate, and that's why housing costs are high, right? That's why yeah, people are yeah. looking to move to places of comfort. So there you have it. Kind of a scary statistic that I just read in one of my emails: thirty-one million Americans die every year because of inactivity. Ooh, wow. So they're actually using inactivity now as a factor for death, and so oh. that's the thing. So even when you retire, do you really want to just sit and stare out the window? I've got an 82 year old that comes to all of my classes. All right. She still every winter goes with her family, goes cross country skiing, downhill skiing, and goes backpacking with her grandchildren. Okay. Wow. She's so cool. And she told me last year, she said, yeah, you know, these classes really helped me. I didn't even have to get accustomed to downhill skiing. I just put on my skis and went the whole week. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, It makes you feel great, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing, you know, so even if you retire, right. What do you want to do? But like I said, I'm not going to sit around anyway, so I might as well help a bunch of other people not sit around. Good yeah, for that's, you. That's Good great. You. Yeah. Well, I mean, my entire career involves sitting around a lot, so I was thinking <laughs> that I would start to exercise when I retired. I remember when I was much younger and I thought when Jane Fonda's video came out, I thought, oh, I have until I'm 40 to start getting in shape. And then 40 came and I said, oh, I better start now. And then something else came about and I said, oh, and now I have till 50. <laughs> So let's not go there, but I totally agree with you. I'm thinking about getting the mirror or maybe I'll sign up for one of your classes because my knees are now, I'm actually taking physical therapy. My knees are starting to buckle a little. It's from all the years of sitting, I think, and climbing stairs are becoming a bit harsher. I don't feel like I'm getting old. I I feel like I'm 25. I know I don't look it. Okay. I don't even let my 95 year old father sit around. See me two mornings a week for a 30 minute workout. I said, nope, that's not it. I left him a a resistance band. He wouldn't use them. And I said, okay, that's it. So he gets on Zoom with me Tuesday and Thursday mornings and he works out. And my sister said, you know, I think he's standing up straighter and he doesn't use his cane as much. I said, wow, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So you're never too old. It yeah. doesn't matter what yeah. age you start. You're never too old. You you're build right. the same high quality muscle at 95 that you would at 25, 35, 45, 55. Is that right? 65. Huh. Yep. And that's what they say. As you get older, weightlifting is more important. Building yeah. muscle is more important. Is that right? right? Well, because it yeah, takes longer absolutely. too. Yeah. We are very inspired by you, Joy. All right. Agile for fitness, everyone. Agile for life. Agile for life. Business. Yeah, and yeah, I am. See, actually, I have life to get to. Yeah, and I am actually now the sole owner of Agile for Life. Fitness. Oh yeah, great! <laughs> Congratulations, very cool. Thank you again. Well, thank you. Bye Bye-bye. now. Take care. Bye bye. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. 
Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. Be well.